0: Good morning, morning. hope you all are doing wonderful, it's Memorial Day, so do we have anybody in the armed services here with us? Just raise your hand if you are, hey we got some over there, we got some over there, (laughs) all right, that's right, and as a congregation, you know, the best thing we could do right now is just all bow our heads and just lift up our, our armed forces before the Lord, Father, we want to come before you and realize and acknowledge your sovereignty over all the kingdoms of the world. Father, you hold everything in your hands, Lord, and everything is uh, working out to your divine purpose and plan. And, uh, Father, we confess that uh, we, on this side of heaven, uh, are in total desperation of seeing your hand uh, in this country. And Father, we pray especially for our military today. And Father, uh, for our friends and family members and those that are in our fellowship that have, Lord, by call, chosen to serve our country in this way. We pray that, Father, you would be with them first, Lord, that you would prompt them in the inner parts of their being, Lord, to seek you above everything in their jobs. Father, for those military that are overseas currently right now, we pray that, Lord, your your word would be forever before their face. Lord, that they would trust in you, Lord. You would increase their faith to trust in you, Jesus, the wonderful work of the cross of Christ for them. Father, be with them in their fears, anxieties. Lord, their loneliness, not seeing family members. Father, we pray that as a church, you would give us vision and give us uh, eyes, Father, to help those and to love those that are serving in this way. And so bring you glory, Lord Jesus. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, I we have a special service for you guys today. Um, ministry happens when God does a work in people's lives and enables them to... Glorify his name in service. And not too long ago, God has called out some men and women of this fellowship to begin a new nonprofit ministry called Running Light Ministries. And it's based off of Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us uh, lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us And let us run the race with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And the weight and sin that this group of people have been around in their life has been one of sexual immorality. And um, God, through his enabling work, has just put this together on the hearts of like-minded servants of Christ, and this nonprofit ministry has gotten started to be able to go out and share that, uh, a really a single message to people, and it's found in, in Psalm 36, 8. And, and there God says this, he says that um, he... He satisfies us from the abundance of his house, and he gives us drink from the river of his pleasures. And our message is that God is more pleasurable than all of this sexual immorality that is out there in our world. That is the message of the Bible, that Christ is more of infinite worth and value and pleasurable and delightful and joyful and more better than anything. Whenever we don't show that Christ is better than or of infinite value over something, it is what the Bible calls idolatry. Something else takes the place of Jesus, and it becomes more than. It can be your house. It can be what you think is security in your life, which is no security at all, but it is false security. But you can hold on to that, and that, that security, that quote you think you have, can become of more value to you than Christ, and so it becomes an idol in our life. We desire our nice life, over Christ and the call of Christ. And the church is an army. When we just get down to the brass tactics of it all, just the basic defining things, we are an army of the Lord. Sometimes we all got to get in children's ministry again, right? To kind of learn that. You know, do the marching and everything. And I want to read something to you. It says Mission leaders are crying out. Where is the church's concept of militancy, of a mighty army willing to suffer, moving ahead with exultant determination to take the world by storm? Where is the risk taking, the launching out on God alone? The answer is that it has been swallowed up in a peacetime mentality. Thousands of Christians do not hear the diabolic bombs dropping and the bullets zinging overhead. They don't smell the hellish Agent Orange in the whitened harvest of the world. They don't cringe or weep at the thousands who perish every week. They don't reckon with spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places and the world rulers of this present darkness. In fact, it is not dark, they say. It is bright and comfortable and cheery. Just look at my home and car and office and cabin and boat and listen to my new stereo and look at my new video equipment. Is that convicting? I know for me it's kind of convicting. We're an army. I'm going to do go through a presentation with you, a slideshow, and it's probably going to some of you are going to go, man, you know, I, I came to church today and, you know, I even brought someone. <laughs> what a service to bring them to. And, um, and you might say, you know what, I'm not, I don't have an issue with sexual immorality. I don't have an issue with pornography, chatting, da-da-da-da-da, this kind of thing, this kind of thing, or that. This is of no really purpose to me. Well, I want to say there is a purpose to you. Your Bible is littered, filled with issues of sexual immorality. Put it this way, sexual immorality is so vivid in the Bible that God uses it as an analogy of our spiritual condition. That when we do choose something of greater worth than Jesus, it's called harlotry. That's what God calls it. Israel fell over and over in the Old Testament because of their lust for women. Numbers 22, 25, it says the Moabite king could not, they couldn't curse Israel, so what did they do? They send Israel their women, and Israel fell. One of the writers of your Bible, who I like to call probably a major porn addict, was King Solomon. And this man had a lot of women around him all the time. He struggled so much in this area that he had to have we're told in first kings a thousand women women in his vicinity that's a lot. I have one wife, but through the avenue of technology and in this world that we live in today, we now have. People like me, and I don't want to just talk, this is not a man talk. One in three women, as we will see, are viewing porn, going to porn websites. One out of every three, I should say, porn site viewers are women. So this isn't a man talk. It's not every man's battle. It's everybody's battle. But nowadays, you can be a single woman, or a one-woman man, and yet you can have a thousand women without even leaving your house. Without even going anywhere. Sexual immorality is so great in this country that sometimes I wonder if in 20 years dating will no longer be dating meaning dating as you and I understand dating will be absolutely obsolete because today not only do you have dating websites that we we hear about all the time but today you have porn dating sites where you can get online go to a network site Find someone in your neighborhood that would like to engage in sexual immorality and you can participate. There is no longer any need for dating today. The the, the depths of lowness of evil, you know, it's funny, I know I'm becoming an old fuddy-duddy. You know, because I look at it and I just go, whoa, it is, it's so wicked and permeating through our culture that as a church, you know, and as Running Light Ministries, our heart is to share it to the church, is to tell the church. The reason why is because it's in the church, it's permeated the church. 40% to 50% of pastors view porn. Did you hear that? 40 to 50% of pastors view porn. And you might go, well, how can that be? Well, I can tell you how it can be because I'm a pastor that has struggled with that area of my life. I have since my dad worked in the industry as a kid in San Fernando Valley growing up. I've been around it my whole life. Not only have I been around sexual immorality my whole life, but pastors my age and younger, I'm 36 and younger, they've all been around it. I am not the abnormal now. My culture, it, it's normal. It has become the norm. What was once marginal is now the norm. So, our heart's desire is to exalt God's pleasure over the false pleasure that sexual immorality in the porn industry and all that puts out. Because it puts out that it's pleasurable, but man, it is so far from pleasurable. We have a slideshow that I want to show you, and I hope... Can you guys get it up, or is it is it working? Yeah? Hey, there we go. Um, we have students through a ministry called Setting Captives Free... Um, where we are mentors for. We mentor people all over the world. This student's from London. He writes me and he says, my life has been in total secrecy. I am outward a successful person. Whoa, it switched. Let me. I'll read it to you. Um, it says, my life has been in total secrecy. I'm outwardly a successful person inwardly I am an insecure mess. This is because of the beast within me that really needs to be replaced by Jesus. So you see that this guy, this is where people are led to when they are involved with sexual sin. C.S. Lewis says this, we are all half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex. and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. We pursue false pleasure and it brings us into a place of utter darkness. If you go to the next slide, I want to go through these, try to go through them as quickly as possible. But this next slide is pretty intense. Pornography Time statistics, this is crazy. $3,000 is being spent on porgra- pornography every second. Every second, 28,000 internet users are viewing it. Every second, 370, every se- yeah, 372 internet users are typing, you know, Googling something that has to do with it. If you can go back to that last slide. And then it says every 39 minutes, this is interesting, a new pornographic video is being created in the United States. So we see that it's something that's definitely um, permeated throughout our culture. Um, Just as Israel was filled with the issues of sexual immorality and God judged him for it, we see that um, we too are a nation that has done that as well. In Jeremiah chapter 2, it says this in verse 11, Has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods, but my people have changed their glory. And that strikes so much to me and to the nation that we live in. A nation has changed its gods, which are not gods. But my people have changed their glory. So instead of our glory being that of God and the pleasure that's found in Jesus, it becomes pleasure in something that cannot truly be pleasurable, for it's not eternal. It cannot fill the eternal void in us. And in verse 13 of Jeremiah 2, it says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and honed themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And that's what we see here. And in Colossians chapter 3, for your notes, it plainly states that this is idolatry. That this kind of sexual immorality is nothing but choosing something and making it of greater value over Jesus. Where Jesus would say, wait on me. We choose not to wait on him, but instead we choose to pursue false pleasure in these these things. If you go to the next slide, you'll see where our country stands in creating revenue for this. Um, United States is fourth on the list worldwide in generating revenue. If you ever wonder why pornography won't stop, you ever, you ever go, man, why won't it just stop? Why can't we just you know, end it? Why doesn't it just end? Well, there's a big problem with it just ending, and it's called money. It generates a lot of money for the country. Um, yes, there's articles out there um, that state that the Bush um, um, checks that were sent out to us in 2008 um, were spent on porn, and I did some research in that and put it in a book that I wrote. And, but, I mean, you think about it. You go, man, we got a stimulus package. We're all getting money, right? Where's that money going to? The article says where the money went was porn in the United States. People's porn accounts, they put the money in their porn accounts. Not everybody, obviously, but, but uh, you saw a good spike in the porn industry after those, that money came back to the people. Note China. I want you to note China. 27 billion generated through pornographic material. Now, this is the kicker. China bans porn. China has a ban on pornography in the country, but yet they export it. You know, they export it to us, other people, other countries. That's where they get their money. But you see that. Let's go to the next slide, if you will. This is a, a now. This is a really neat quote from Martin Luther. Just wanted you to know. It says, "If you preach the gospel in all aspects, without the exception of the issues that deal specifically with your time, you are not preaching the gospel at all." You know, it's important that we, as the army of God you know, bring these things out, expose the deeds of darkness, as it says in Ephesians. So if you're here and you go, man, this isn't relevant to me at all, it is so relevant to us. If you are a member of the body of Christ, and you have a passion to exalt Christ above all things, and to pursue him is more pleasurable than anything in your life, and you love his body, the church, then this is relevant to us. Let's go to the next slide. And these are all students of, of mine that I have. And, and how it works is they get on an email. They get on a, a website. They, all this is free. They log in for free. They do a 60-day course on purity in the Bible. All their work goes to their mentors. These are my students. And so I get all these. Every night I get, I have, if I look in my inbox, I have, I don't know, like, you know, sometimes 40, 50, uh, if you can go back to that one, if you 40 or 50 emails. And they're all going through Bible studies on purity, and they're telling me how they're doing, and I'm just emailing them. So it's, a, it's almost a full-time ministry. But uh, that's what he's asking. If you, you can go to the next slide. Sorry about that. I think it's on a timer. All you have to do is just take it off the timer, and you'd be fine. Um, the pornography industry is, the, is larger than the revenues of the top technology companies. This is amazing. Microsoft, Google. Amazon, eBay, Yahoo, Apple, Netflix, and EarthLink combined, combined, you know, so you think of the monstrosity that this industry is in the world. It's it's quite amazing. Um, this student is from Cairo, Egypt, and this is kind of a uh, you know, you see how sad it is standing before the computer watching too many hot videos, too many porn movies, too many images, different sites, different ways, all lead to one way, all lead to the great disaster. I am completely done, my chains everywhere wrapping around my soul. Every time I used to say it is the last thing, nothing happens because deeply numb. So, this is someone from Egypt who's obviously going through a rough time. And, you know, for people like this, I I, I quote, like, I, I'll read to them, if you turn with me to Psalm 107, like, I'll, I'll what we'll do is we'll email these people these passages and just feed them with the word of God and encourage them to, to cut off these sins. And, and as we're reading this, if you want to, Dave, you can just get out of it real quick and just click off of it. What? Oh uh, Okay. You're good. You're good. (laughs) That's why we got you around, brother. Look at verse 9, though, or verse 8. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Oh, he's so good. God is so good. And for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Oh, Jesus satisfies. That's our message. Verse 10, those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death bound in infliction and irons. And that's where this guy is, is he not? He is bound in darkness. Porn is a dark world. People who view porn, or who are in chat rooms, who are doing sexual immorality things, it's done at night, it's done in darkness. They manipulate to be able to stay up late. Everything they manipulate to be able to view and to uh, to be a part of this sin. And it says that uh, they are bound in affliction and irons because they rebelled against the words of God. God promises such a wonderful, wonderful joy in him, and yet we exchange the glory of God for idols, Psalm 4 says. And they despised the Most High. And then in verse 13, it says something great. And they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. What? How cool, huh? Is Jesus, so victorious over our lives. John eight thirty six says, If the Son sets you free, you are what? Free indeed. Praise him. And it says, oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the barns of iron in two. And that's how incredible. You can go to the next slide. And this one's just a breakdown of that $13 uh, billion that you see um, of kind of how it's broken down. You can go to the next slide and it'll... Kind of break it down a different way. Um, you can see how this happens through the different sales and stuff. But this is kind of what I want you to see. Uh, this little section right down here. I'll get out of your way. I'm probably in your guys' way the whole time, huh? But it says U.S. porn revenue exceeds the combined revenues of ABC, CBS, and NBC. You know. So it's, it's funny when you look at the news and, you, you know, if one company goes down, you know, it's a big deal, right? I mean, I, mean, I mean, everything's like, man, the company's going down. But could you imagine Google going down, Microsoft going down, Yahoo going down, you know, Netflix going down, Earthlink going down, all of it one shot? That's what you're dealing with, with how large this industry is. Let's go to the next slide. says, I believe I am now walking in the morning light. And this is something that you'll hear about a little later on in the testimony. With my back to the darkness, God has surrounded me with Christian friends, which that's called accountability, and numerous opportunities to grow my relationship with him. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says two are better than one, right? That's right. And in the battle against this kind of sin, two are better than one. You know, this is where I have longed to be since I was a teen, but didn't really know it. Thanks for his forgiveness, mercy, and grace. Someone from Michigan. You can go to the next slide. This is an amazing stat. How would you like to have a website? You put out your website, and you're getting 75 million unique visitors every month. Would that be a good business? (laughs) That would be Incredible. And we, we, we tell you guys when 100,000 people hit, meaning they just hit Scott Richards Live. They just hit it, meaning they just, they type in something and it just hits Scott Richards Live. They don't even really view anything, but they just might click right off of it and go to something else. But they just make a hit to it. and We go, hey, 100,000, great. 75 million unique visitors monthly. That means every month, The industry generates 75 million unique visitors, new visitors, every month. That's not repeat, that's new visitors every month. Every month. Let's go to the next slide. This student from Washington says I'm staying pure and working to deepen my relationship with the Lord. Says when we forsake God, we turn to other things, idolatry. Whatever those things are, they are not of God and they can never satisfy. And wasn't that Jesus' message to the woman at the well? She was stuck in what? Sin. What kind of sin? Men. Men sin. She liked men. Too many men. And Jesus says, you know what? All the pleasure you're seeking will not fill the void. Come to me. I am more pleasurable than anything. And that was his message to her. Let's go to the next slide. And these are what these are is just search engine reports. Like you type in the word porn in Google. This is what comes up with the amount of the, the countries that have Type that in the most, and you really get an idea of the global impact of sexual immorality in the world. South Africa, which is influenced by what? Europe. Europe is the second leader in porn as far as uh, a lot of its production. Um, Ireland, New Zealand, United Kingdom. But what's great is this, or not great. Arizona's on the board. Number four. Arizona has a very big porn um, influence because of one of the women that has made a lot of money through porn, Janet Jameson, who lives in the Scottsdale area. And her company has been based out of that area. This girl is so popular that it's amazing, you can flip through your TV station and you can find like 60, like an entertainment show on the life of Janet Jameson. You know, and you're just like, oh my heavens. You know, obviously you can't have anybody in the house watch this. You know, it's so non-pleasurable for her though that she, can't, she doesn't really want to do the films anymore. See, that just shows how foolish of a pursuit of pleasure this is. Those that are even in the industry want to get out of it somehow. It is so non-pleasurable for them. But that's why Arizona's on the board. I mean, it just has such an influence up there in the Phoenix area. If you can go to the next one. This is how the devil tricks you by making everything look so good. But the Lord is so good, he's better than, that he will... Accept you back home when you, things of this life and people let you down. And I love this one right here. I enjoyed God today. That's how we glorify God is by enjoying him, by showing to a lost and dying world that he is of more value than anything. That's how we glorify God. I wish that would just resonate in our hearts But that's how we glorify God, is when we show he is better than the house. He is better than everything. And as Jesus in Matthew 10 said, he's better than your kids. He's better than your wife. He's better than your husband. He's better than all of it. If you put anything before Jesus, it is idolatry. My kids are great guys, but they ain't that great. My wife is great and I love her, but she ain't that great. Jesus is more than And there will be suffering because of my faith and belief in Christ and showing that he is of pleasure in that way in this world. And the world does not understand that. They do not understand what I'm talking about. It makes no sense to them because they live for the temporal. And we are told that we live for the eternal, for a kingdom to come, for something so glorious, so awesome. Let's go after that. You know, not this, not this junk. And let's go to the next one. This is another keyword, just triple X. You see Chandler's number seven on this. But you look at the countries on the left. That's what I find so interesting. Bolivia, Chile, Romania, Ecuador, Pakistan. And you just go through that. and It's just interesting. You can go to the next slide. Another keyword that's typed in you know you have iran on this list number 9 on this one but you still you go through it number 4 turkey that's interesting egypt india pakistan it's amazing cell phone revolution has just launched porn into a new a whole new rev- uh, revenue generating market now you have uh, i have articles of People in Pakistan, all over the world, Afghanistan, Iran, where they have cell phones now. And you know why they're getting cell phones? Everybody's getting cell phones. Why? So they can talk to their friends, right? No. They get cell phones so they can view porn. That's why they get them. Teenagers get their cells. The young men get their cell phones. And they get it, and they're viewing it. It's it's banned a lot from, you will see, from some of these countries. And they get it so they can view it. We think, man, how can this be? This doesn't, uh, you know, this doesn't affect me, but remember the whole nation of Israel, Israel went down because of this many times. This this was their issue. And Jesus again says if we go to another then we if we show something of more infinite value, we too again do the same thing. We in a sense commit harlotry. Now if we go to the next slide, it just says thanks for your encouraging words and these are oh, just wonderful uh, letters that we get. Your words do help increase my strength, and look forward to them. So you can go to the next slide. This is an interesting breakdown. I think you guys will enjoy, or at least get it some information from. The statistics are: twelve percent of your internet is porn. So that's a nice conservative four point two million pages. You know, out there, our sites. So those are websites, not pages, but websites. A website could have 80 pages to it, 500 pages to it. Porn dominates the internet. It buys the bandwidth. It seems like that's why internet was made for that industry. They have all the bandwidth. They buy it all up. They buy like five, every company buys like 5,000 names. So they just throw out things so when people are typing in stuff, they're hoping it connects somehow to them. And this is what we need to be on alert for as people that are called to be holy and to be separate from the world in this way. We have to look at how we protect our children And those in our household, because right when you click on your computer, bam, it's on, and you're ready to go, you're on the internet, right on, 12% of everything in that pie now is dealing with this issue. Unless you have a a strong, good filter, I recommend Safe Eyes, you get something on there that you are going to be able to block that 12%. I mean, if you have to go up against an army of 4.2 million, that's quite a bit. The United States was going to war against 4.2 million. We don't have to go to war, guys. You know, n- no more video game playing for the youth, right? They'd be doing the real thing. But that's what we're going up against is 4.2 million, you know, people. You know, you look at the pages, 420 million pages. I mean, this is just incredible. Um... Internet users who view porn, 42.7%. Almost half of everybody on the internet is viewing porn. Almost half of everybody on the internet. You know, when you look at the breakdowns of the months, for the month of August, how many people are, what are they viewing? Half of it is just porn related. Half of it is people are just viewing sexual immorality. I mean, it's crazy. Only 50% are not. You know, so we could see that, man, this is just incredible. I mean, of how this sin has dominated our culture. So um, let's see if there's anything else I want to spell out. We'll go to the next slide. Yeah, this one's good. This one's really good because this one gives you a breakdown of of, um, ages. You know, eight, Year olds to 16 year olds having viewed porn online 90% most while doing homework. So do you see what I mean by pastors my age and younger? It, it, it's, there's, no, there's a culture that we have now today and it's my culture and younger that this has become just very normal and that's why i believe god's raising up people in the united states all over the place to come out to really reveal the hidden things of darkness and to come out and and to focus on the holiness of god that we as a church need to uh exalt christ in in holiness worship the lord in holiness as the psalm says you know and you look at just these you know stats and you know this is crazy children character names linked to thousands of porn links you know you got you know this industry tries to attack obviously the children you can go to the next slide all is well with this war against sexual immorality except for the fact that i have not reloaded my gun to fight this war read the word or prayed i did a bit but was minimal what's the problem with that student what does he need to do? He needs to feast on what? The word of God, right? He needs to feast on Jesus. He's not, he's not feasting on the Lord. Instead, he's, he's trying to find pleasure in other things, and, he's, and you can see this dryness happening in his life. He's not praying. Uh, I love the Psalms, psalm, Psalm one. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditations. Give heed to the voice of my cry coming to the Lord and crying out to him. Lord, we as a church are just burdened by this influence. Father, we pray that you would do a work in our life, Lord, for your glory. Help me not just stay um, on the shelf of this, but let me get up and and take a stand against this. You know, let me not look at this and just go, oh, it's that's, that's something bows into or something like that but have a heart for God so much that we're concerned about how this influence has permeated the body of Christ. Psalm 63, I love it. It says, Oh God, you are my God, early will I seek you. That's what this student needs to do. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. You know, houses don't satisfy, do they? No way. A house is cool, you know, you go into a house, but you know what, a house is a house, man. I can get the youth group over there with some sledgehammers, Give me two hours, it ain't gonna look like a house no more. You know? There's not much rock in that house. Jesus is the solid rock. You know? Cars are great until you live in Hawaii. And then they rust. Every one of them. Whether it's your Mercedes, or whether it's your Beamer, or whether it's just your beater, it all rust. Your job's great, but it ain't that great. You might feel a wonderful security in that. But that security, that ain't as good as Jesus' security, is it? Is that as good as the security found in the forgiveness of Christ? By the blood that was shed for us no way you know God's calling us out guys let's go to the next one. That's a teenager by the way and a lot of a lot of guys we have are college students teenagers but we have I have men that are um, you know 70 years old you know that are struggling Promise keeper men who viewed pornography in the last week 53 percent. Christians who said pornography is a major problem in the home, just about 50%. Breakdown of male-female visitors to porn sites, 72 male, 28 female. And uh, that that is definitely the female side is going up and up and up because producers of porn are not just men anymore, but now you have a whole slew of women that produce it. So U.S. adults who regularly... Regularly visit, 40 million. So we can go to the next one. And this is just a thing on women. It's kind of interesting. Women are far more than men are likely to act out their behaviors in real life, such as having multiple partners, casual sex, or affairs. And you see that the percentage of, again, web users are one out of every three. Um, so again, it's not just a, wo- a man problem. Let's go to the next slide we give in to gratify the flesh, which all you have to do is read First Peter yeah, or Romans 8, and you'll see where this is not godly. If we live to gratify the flesh, we will die. I remember times when I felt like I needed to give into temptation so that it would go away, no matter how many times I gave in, it never did not go away. Um, so this is a student. Go to the next one, and this is kind of an interesting, this is just the top producers in the in the world, USA, Brazil, Netherlands, Spain, Japan, Russia, Germany, UK, Canada, and Australia. So, as you see, and I hope just your hearts are kind of like, wow, but USA is number one. Let's go to the next, li- next one. And you just see another student here. And it, you see, we're going to hear a, l- uh, a little bit about this too, about radical amputation, about cutting things off. Let's go to the next one. He's in South Africa. This is the countries that do ban it. And you see a list of them here, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Syria. I mean, these countries, though, I read about them, and, man, it is like these governments have to work on this every month, man, because thousands and thousands of new websites go right into the country every month, just (coughs) barrage the country, and the country has its own team to try to get these things out of there, and it's it's like a never-ending battle. You can go to the next one. Next slide. And that just shows that the United States, just in a pie graph, the domination that we have in producing this. So I hope you get an idea here. And um, let's go to the next one. And again, the, just the pages out there, the United States. So when you hear about everything in the country, and, you you know, we hear about, you know, You know, things on the news. This is not things you're going to hear so much on the news about how we dominate the world in this area so heavily. But uh, we definitely are taking the lead. Um, Let's go to the next slide. I knew it was sin and did it anyway, being a lousy dad, concentrating on my work and career more than my family. Let's go to the next slide. And this is just the demographics again, some age stuff. just to give you an idea of that. Pretty intense though, huh? Let's go to the next slide. And this guy just finally is seeing how Jesus' te- teachings can help him get rid of this beast. And this guy's from Britain. And let's go to the next slide and we'll f- finish this up. Hollywood generates 400 movies a year. The porn industry generates 13 over 13,000. So you can see how that plays out. And, and that's the end you can go to the next slide. But um that's the end of that presentation. But really what I want you you know, trying to get through that as fast as I can cuz I really want to bring in one of the staff members of setting captive or of running light ministries that works with setting captives free. Um, and let you hear just a person who God has done a wonderful work in through His grace. And so, why don't you guys give a welcome to Dave Adams and Karen? You can come on up. I'll have Karen sit back down. I'll have yeah, you stand up. I'm gonna have Karen get up with me because she's just really embarrassed. So, <laughs> how's it going, Karen? Um, Running Light Ministries um, has started with me. Buzz, who was up here earlier, Dave, and Karen. And Karen um, works with women whose husbands have been involved with sexual immorality. Not only can you go to the website settingcaptisfree.com and get into the word of God if you are in bondage to sexual immorality, but if you are a spouse of someone who is in bondage or a friend of, of someone who is in bondage. Then you can also go, and there's your own Bible study called United Front for free. You can just take it. You'll get a mentor, someone, a girl that'll help you out. If it's a woman, if it's a man, a man will help you out and just help you through this situation to see things in a biblical way. So that's what Karen does in the ministry. She meets with women and, and helps them see that they're complete in Christ, That they're, you know that Christ completes them, not what their husband's doing but what Christ has done in their lives. So you can sit down while your husband shares. That way you don't, you know.
1: Don't. So. <laughs> good morning. So you might wonder why I'm here. Every good presentation needs a, um, a visual aid. Well, we had the PowerPoint, and I'm a real-life visual aid. You know, I'm the poster boy for what we're talking about here. And uh, sexual immorality is rampant in the church. The statistics show it. And, and I was involved in that for several years. Not so much in porn, but uh, about 12 years ago, while at work, one of my coworkers was started talking about the chat rooms on the Internet. And I was curious. So I, I Googled or Netscaped the word chat rooms and found the site. And, and I never thought much of it, but I started hanging out in these rooms and you know, watching for a while. And then I started talking to people. And these were adult websites, and, and, you know, so I started getting involved with people. And after about six months, I started talking with one woman in particular. And, um, you know, I was cheating on my wife, you know. It wasn't a physical affair, but it was adultery nonetheless. So after about six months or so, I confessed it to Karen. And um, we, we told her mom. And there was a lot of heartache and, and, and pain. And, um, but we buried it. And I promised it's not going to happen again. You know, I'll never do it again but you can see where this has gone, right? Um, I was good for my word for, you know, several months and then started to sneak back in these rooms. Different username just because there were a lot of people that I talked to, guys too, and just wanted to see what was going on. Kind of missed the old crowds, you know, and uh, gone back to the old sludge, the old sewers, and um, hanging around. And then I started getting involved with uh, different women, but started a relationship with another woman. And this went off on and off again for 10 years. And the last three years or so of that, you know, I really never intended for it to get that far. I never wanted that, but it, it hooked me. You know, when I first went on the first time, I believed the lie that Satan threw out there saying, no, everybody's here for the same thing. No one's going to get hurt, right? There's the hook. It's safe. And, and you know, I was a Christian. It's not like if I had not been saved I, and didn't know any better, but I was. I was saved when I was 14 years old. I grew up in the church. So there's no excuse. I knew better, but we're all sinful people. We all have a fleshly nature, right? The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? It doesn't just say Dave Adams' heart. We all have that. And so I, I fell in. And uh, this time, even though I wanted to get out of it, I didn't have, I didn't know how. You know, I, I prayed to God to help me end it, um, but not let Karen find out, you know, or just let it go away or, or whatever. But I wanted to protect myself. I didn't want to hurt, and I wanted to protect Karen because I did it before I promised her. So maybe if it just went away and never had to tell her. But you know what? God doesn't work that way. That would put him complicit to that crime of cover-up and deceit. And that's not God. That's against his nature. So the prayers, yeah, he honored half of it. He helped me to get out of it. Um, and he ended it, but only because Karen found out. She she caught me, a message on my cell phone that I thought wasn't there. And, and that day, October twenty seventh, 2007, man, my world just crashed. Everything came tumbling down. And, um, you know, I just, it, it was bad for a while. But um, so the first thing I did after Karen left with our kids, they're all grown, but she went to her mom's and stayed for a week or so there. And the first thing I did, I called one of my friends from church here um, and confessed to him. Meanwhile, Karen was telling all her family about it. You know, last time we just told her mom. She told all her brothers and sisters. And after I got finished talking to my friend for about an hour or so, I called all my siblings back east and confessed because I knew it had to be brought out. And uh, the next day I talked with uh, Pete Moore, and uh, he, he counseled me. And, and from there, I, I know I talked with uh, Scott once, and, and, but I started counseling with Bo who uh, led me to the Setting Captives free website. And, and I saw that, and I saw this is a, it's free, which is great, but it's scriptural, biblically based. It's the word of God. And it's the only thing that's going to free you. you know? And that's what I needed. And so what I'm here for now is you know, to serve as a, a warning, to open your eyes, and to let you know there is hope. There's a message of hope out there. The warning is that, you know, that whole time, I was sitting out here with you guys. You know, I was reading my Bible. Uh, the one church I was at before, and this one here, I was on the praise team. I was up here singing. Sometimes they even led to prayers after the song. You know, underlining, taking notes, men's Bible studies, the whole gamut. You couldn't tell me from anyone else, but I was a hypocrite, right? Some other nice labels I got to wear were liar, adulterer, cheater untrustworthy, you know, really nice things to carry around, all while flying the banner of God, as one of my friends likes to put it. You know, I said, I'm a Christian. Yep, flying the banner of God, there's the flag in my white robes that were clothed in white robes of righteousness when we're saved. Only these were dripping in sewage, you know, and I wanted to be in God's service, but can you imagine me going to a holy God with my robes dripping with sewage and slime, me just reeking because of the stuff I was you know, the sin I was rolling around in. And he would say, David, I'd love to use you, but you know what? You stink. I can't stand you in my presence now. And so you can't become free of sin on your own. And that's where I failed the first time. You know, we buried it. Sin has to be confessed. It has to be drugged into the light. And so God did that last October or October 2007. He drugged the sin into the light. And uh, that was the first part, and then starting to amputate the avenues of my my sin. Um, And then, you know, I found freedom through the Bible, through the setting captives free course, And at that point, well, say, with November, I remember late, uh, my my life changed a second time. At the end of November of that year, it was about 2.30 in the morning. It was a Saturday night or Friday night, and I remember just going out in my backyard. And like you see on some of these movies, I was just down on my hands and knees crying out to the Lord for 45 minutes. And I said, I, I surrender. You know, after, gosh, who knows, 40 years of having accepted Christ, I finally just said, I surrender. I, I did it my way, and I just ruined everything. You know, just whatever time is left in my life, use it. And he has. You know, I have no right to be married anymore, but, uh, Karen, you know, God is faithful. He restored. He restored our marriage. And I'm blessed to have Karen serving in this ministry with us because, you know, for every guy like me out there, there's a woman out there that's suffering. And she has no one to talk to. Most women are, are thinking they're alone, they're to blame, and, and they just have no one to talk to. And so they turn, they direct that, that anger and bitterness and hurt into sin unless they deal with it scripturally and turn it over to God. You know, we're all accountable for our own walk with God, no matter what our spouses do, no matter what our loved ones do. We're running pretty much out of time. But I do want to say that, you know, the the Bible says that your sins will find you out. You know, sitting in in the congregation and hearing these words for years. The Bible's full of promises, but the warnings are also promises with negative consequences. Your sin will find you out. You cannot cover it up. I'm living proof, okay? Um... Man, there's so many others that just come to mind. If you, let me just say, you know, statistics say that I'm not alone. There's other people out here that are struggling. And maybe they're in the second service on Wednesday night. Maybe it's not in this group here. Okay? Of course not. Yeah, right. But if you are, you know, confess it. Don't wait for it to be caught. Confess it. Drag it into the light. Seek Counseling. The accountability group is a great place to meet with other guys that are struggling that can help you through it. And women, we don't have an accountability group for you too, but if you're struggling, there's women that can help counsel you with that. You know, Joel Rosenberg likes to end his presentations with saying that um, if now's not a good time to get started in any major sins, I'll tell you that now's a really good time to stop any that you're in. So, you know, just I'm not proud of what I did. But I can't do this without Christ. And so I, I boast, like Paul says, uh, not Paul either, I boast on the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's his blood and the cross that can save you. If the son will set you free, right? But if the, the son does not set you free, you aren't free. Only the son, only the cross can free you from any sin. And that's the message that I bring. That's the hope. You know, I'll, be sh- I'll be glad to share more in depth if, you, if you'd like, you know, anytime you want to talk. Uh, But for now, that's all I have time for, so uh, thank you for your time.